the benefits to learning a second language are great and many. Along with practical upsides, like increasing your competitiveness in the job market, opening up cultural and social opportunities, and easing international travel, bilinguality also increases memory, attention span, and brain size, and can even slow the effects of old age. Perhaps the most powerful of all, recent studies show that learning and speaking a language other than your native tongue increases your empathy for others unlike yourself. In November 2016, a month remembered as one of the most tumultuous in American political history, a standalone space film, helmed by a French-Canadian director, was released in theaters. It was universally praised as not only a piece of art excellently crafted, but also an unusual beacon of optimism and hope in an otherwise troubled time, as it sought to open the movie-going public's eyes to how learning from the other, especially their language, could alter our perception of the world, our acceptance of differences, our willingness to work together, and our ability to hope for a new, peaceful, and empathetic future of our world. We're the two gomers, we're talking arrival, and this is Perfect Movie. Welcome, everybody, to Perfect Movie, a podcast about two regular guys who went from couch to marathon, and now they're making their way back to the couch again. This is Anthony speaking, one of those two aforementioned gomers coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia, with my friend Steven, all the way out in Flagstaff, Arizona. Hey, dude. Hey, dude. How's it going? Good. Hey, um, uh, I want to start with a quiz. Okay, great. <laughs> it's a new segment. I'm calling it... Yep. Pop quiz hot shot. Pop quiz hot shot. Okay. Love it. So we're doing Arrival, right? That's our movie today. Yep. Um, so Arrival came out in 2016, November 2016. Everyone's favorite month <laughs> in history. <laughs> it will be remembered forever. Wow. Yep. Okay. Okay. So the previous three years mm-hmm. in October, November... Three other standalone space movies came out Hmm. that you and I spent a lot of time talking about on our other podcast, Two Gomers Run for Their Lives. Okay. Can you name those three movies? Okay. Um, October, November, 2015. Yep. Okay. You don't have to get the years right. You don't have to get the years right, but there are three space movies. None of them have sequels. Mm, okay. It was like this four-year run of Got amazing it. space movies in the fall. Okay. So, The Martian. Right. Martian was 2015. Good job. Okay. Um, not anything Marvel. <laughs> no, not anything Marvel. They're all standalone. Oh, standalone. Standalones, right? Yep. Um, Interstellar. Yes. Great. Interstellar was okay. 2014. The 2013 is the hardest. Okay. Can you give me a clue? Because okay, because I had very, very small children. Right. But you did this see this in the theater. Right. I'm just saying, you know, sometimes memory is a little hazy. Right. Exactly. Okay. Let's see a hint. It's 90 minutes long. Okay. So not Jurassic Park 3. That's 90 minutes, but that makes zero sense. <laughs> and and there's a reason it's 90 minutes long. It's like in real time. <gasps> Gravity. Right. Yes. 
And I actually went <laughs> at that time, which was like a huge deal. Like that was my big outing. You know right. I mean, I mean uh, gravity is one thing. That's 90 minutes. Interstellar is like four hours long. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, okay. That is absolutely incredible. Um, so this year yeah. then could have been Ad Astra. Right. Which I didn't How do you see. Say that? Did you see Ad Astra? See, yeah. I haven't seen it yet either. Um, we're going to get to... Um, Ad Astra when we talk about um, music later. Okay. Um, because I really want to see it now just based on uh, some thoughts from this. Okay, yeah. I haven't seen it either. Um, that that kind of just slipped off my list this okay. fall. Okay, yep. Right. So, yeah. So, anyways, I'm so excited to <laughs> talk about this movie today. Yeah. Dude. Okay, let me, let me say something that I was going to say up front. Okay. One of the things that I'm just loving about this new podcast mm-hmm. that we're that we're doing together is so fun. Yeah, is just spent a week like watching, eating, digesting, <laughs> like Arrival, which is an unbelievable movie. And how many like, times had you seen it before we did this? I had seen it at least three. So I, I saw it twice in the theaters. Oh wow! Okay. Um, I mean, like just like spoiler alert for later in the podcast. Yeah. Um, I went, you know, like by myself the first uh-huh. time and literally on the way home booked a babysitter right. so that I could bring Aaron like the next day. I remember you talking about this on the podcast. You told that story okay. like you came home yeah. and you had to go again with Aaron. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I was, like, I was like, if we can't get one, Aaron, you go. But I would love to see this with you. Yeah. I saw it in the theater once with my family. It was mm-hmm. a risk because it was the, I mean, Jack, my youngest, was 10. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know anything about it. But I right. was like, let's go. Let's take the whole family. Let's see a space movie. You know, this is the fourth year in a row where they had been winners in the fall. Yep. And as the credits were rolling, Jack said, that's the best movie I've ever seen. Wow. Yeah. So the risk paid off. And maybe that's, that's one awesome. of the reasons why this movie sticks in my mind because it was yeah. such a great experience in the theater. Dang. See, yeah. I, I had an unbelievable experience as well. Like I said, like mm-hmm. those memorable yep. movie experiences yeah. like this um, add to its perfectness. Right. I think. Now, there's other memorable movie experiences that are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> right like kingdom of the crystal skull or Mm -hmm. um matrix matrix uh, reloaded yep uh phantom menace Mm -hmm. attack of the clones yeah we could go on (laughs) although yeah day after damari dude i'm Uh telling you watching that in new york wait (laughs) yeah yeah because like i mean like we were living there at the time right Seeing the whole thing underwater uh-huh. and then freeze yep. and then go outside and it was like super nice out. Mm-hmm. No wolves. Where are the wolves? You're right. No wolves. 42nd Street Library still doing great. <laughs> Nobody's burning books in there. <laughs> like, <laughs> if, you, if you ran over, is everything okay? Right. Yeah. But that, that was one of the arrival, I would say, was in the past five or six years, one of the best movie experiences of my life, theater wise. Yep. Totally with you. Which is one of the reasons why I think we chose this. 
it kind of came out of nowhere this choice don't you think like yeah we're well looking at our list we're looking and, yeah yeah we're looking at our list mm-hmm. and we want to provide some variety not just 93 right because i mean i mean we could we could have a whole podcast called the john william steven spielberg collaboration that changed anthony and steven's lives like the, <laughs> that, that title was too long like anthony and steven love j-dubs i don't know that's dumb <laughs> and it's Sorry. a heart it's a heart emoji instead of <laughs> right yeah great podcast name dude do you remember our original logo for this podcast it was um because if you put in perfect movie yeah into like a text right two emo- emojis come up oh, right right yeah, yeah. i yeah, can't what, remember what oh yeah perfect is perfect is this symbol like, it's like yeah, the, it's the A-OK sign with yep. your hand. Yep. Yep. And then like a, a like camera. A, yeah, an old movie camera. And you're like, what about this? <laughs> <laughs> Not that good. <laughs> Thank God for Jason Coy who can yes. actually do artwork. Yeah. Like one of the best parts about like this whole thing is right. the artwork by Jason Coy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, okay well arrival is our movie today um yep i could not find a vhs Mm. see you know you know how they print print what like put out new records yeah you know like on vinyl yes that's what they should do is they (laughs) should put out like four three format pan and scan i wonder if there's a company that does that i I bet if you looked Hard enough, there might be a company that does that, like transfers it to VHS and sells it. Sure. Like there's somebody that's like, I own only Betamax. <laughs> I'm never going to buy another machine. It still works. And I want to watch Arrival. Yeah. Um, I think I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. A VHS copy <laughs> of Arrival. <laughs> yes. So I'm actually reading this off of the back of the Blu-ray. Ready? Okay, great. Now yep. it is so interesting how different this is than a vhs okay description first of all the brevity like just listen to how short this is ready all right when mysterious spacecraft touched down across the globe an elite team led by expert linguist louise banks amy adams are brought together to investigate as mankind teeters on the verge of global war banks and the team race against time for answers and to find them she will take a chance that could threaten her life and quite possibly humanity. That's it. Hmm. That's it. Like on the VHS, the back of the VHS is like, here are all the stars. Here's two or three right. paragraphs about what this movie is about and how great it is. Right. <laughs> like a <laughs> thrilling adventure. Uh-huh. I wonder if that's um, because there was so much less opportunity like in the pre-internet age. For people to know what the movie is besides yeah. the back of that box. And so they had to pack just a ton of information on it. You're, you're so right. So like we don't even read that. Like it could be <laughs> like just words. Like, you know, like when you open up a like a pages document and it's it looks like it's written already, but it's just like gibberish gobbledygook. Lorem ipsum. What is that? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what it could be. Uh-huh. And nobody would even notice because you're probably the first person that read that. <laughs> I, I did it. I'm the first person in the world to read the back of the Arrival Blu-ray. Right. Like, I mean, if you think about back in the day, 
Yeah. We all went to Blockbuster or whatever. And I worked at Blockbuster. Mm. I farted that one time and those hot girls came down the aisle and I was embarrassed. <laughs> right. <laughs> the classic <laughs> Gomer story. Um, but, you know, what you what they had to sell the video on, mm-hmm. the videotape for the rental was the cover photo right. and the Descript. You know, so it yep. was was more important. You couldn't go on, you know, your phone and be like, what is this movie about? What should I watch? And also my normal thing when my like my mom is in town or my dad's in town. Yeah. My mom is like, I text you and Alex. <laughs> hey, dude, my mom's in town. What should we go see? <laughs> and then Alex and I have an argument over text about what what movie would be best to bring your mom to. <laughs> right. Also, you can just like watch the trailer. You know what I mean? Like, yep, oh, totally. I wonder if Arrival's any good. Take your phone out and watch the trailer. I, I just remember Friday nights at Blockbuster spending so much time just picking up a VHS, reading the back, oh, and yeah. deciding in that way. And having like eight people with you. <laughs> Does oh, sound yeah. good to everybody? Oh, my gosh. That gives you me know? goosebumps. Yeah. And try. And then the the risk is if it if it's the movie that you pick. I'd say mm-hmm. that's a worst case scenario that you actually yep, dude. succeed in being the person that picks the movie because then you're terrified yep. all night that you're people just won't like cold the movie. sweat. <laughs> yep. yep. It, okay, that's equivalent to two things. Yep. Now it's equivalent to the YouTube share. Uh-huh. So like, if you're like, we gotta watch this. Like the time I made you guys listen to the Jurassic Park stretch. <laughs> um. <laughs> Which is, isn't that like when it's like super slow, the music? Yeah. So they stretch out um, the theme from Jurassic Park to be, I think it's like two hours long. So <laughs> it's stretched out at like a hundred times slower speed. I was like, guys, you got to listen to this. It is so amazing. No, it's not um, done yet. Keep listening. Yeah, I remember. Well, yeah. That. Yeah. Okay. So there's that. And then, and then actually it's kind of equivalent to like when you start out having power in Survivor. Okay. Like, yeah. The last thing you want mm-hmm. is to be a leader in Survivor because you're just going to get voted out. Everything right? everything that goes wrong is blamed on you. Yep. Yep. That's the Friday so, like, night you... blockbuster pick right there. Mm. Alex picking out brain candy for the family. <laughs> like, <laughs> and he wasn't even there. <laughs> that was a recommendation. And we watched it. Just sweating, dude. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, I've got the Gomer one sheet here. Was this one more legible than yeah, last I mean, time? I mean, I can read every word. Well, sort of. Okay. <laughs> it gets so, pretty small in, at times. <laughs> um, I, I think I need to rearrange the size of... Because, like, release date has the same size as cast members. And release date is, like, 12 <laughs> characters. And cast members is, like, 20 names. <laughs> And what they do. Um, and notes about what happens with them. <laughs> right. Okay. Lily wanted me to make sure you knew that she wrote the exclamation point at the end of Arrival. Okay. Got it. So that's that for the listener. That's our eight-year-old Lily. She said, make sure they know that. She yeah. wants to be on the podcast so bad. And she sure listens she to everything, dude. Nice. Um. Okay. Release date for Arrival, November 11th, 2016. Okay. Um. Just... For reference, November 8th, 2016 was the U.S. presidential election, like you mentioned at the opening. Uh Uh-huh. And when I started growing my beard. Budget, 
47 million. Pretty low. Super low. Yeah. Um, but it grossed at the box office worldwide 203 million, which also I think is low. Yeah. Um, it's sort of like an art film, right? Yes. Yep. It's it's not Yeah, it's we're going to do a lot of space movies, I think. Yeah. Obviously. I mean, we have so many space movies on our list. Right. Um, right. This one feels like a little bit less accessible, uh, a little bit more artsy. So I guess I'm not that surprised by the gross being that low. Yeah. Interesting that half of that was worldwide. So 100 million in the U.S. and then yeah. 203 total. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. Academy Awards, dude. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get this in my, I was going to just say Gomer's favorite things. Oh, uh, that is coming but, in December, but right um, in my evidence. Yeah. Um, but it did win the Academy Award for sound editing. Yeah, great. That makes a lot of sense. Yep, Sylvan Bellamare. Um, and then it was nominated for seven more cinematography. It lost to La La Land. Um, adapted screenplay mm-hmm. lost to Moonlight. Yeah. See, adapted screenplay, dude. This was. <sighs> I know this. I think. Won. Yeah. Give, give I mean, best picture to Moonlight. I get that, but adapt, yes, absolutely. The, the, the script for this is just amazing. Yeah. Yep. And and that it was adapted by that you know that short story or no novella whatever. Right. Um, nominated for director, yep. editing, production design, mm-hmm. and sound mixing. But okay, lost all those. And Amy Adams didn't get a. She didn't get a nope. nomination. She didn't get a nod. Wow. No. Nope. Interesting. Yeah. The the director. Have you ever seen anything else by this guy, Denis Villeneuve? Okay, here, hold on, bro. I got a little surprise for you, okay? Okay. Um, actually, okay, so I haven't seen anything else from him. Uh-huh. Um, I watched the trailers to all his movies, be- okay. like, before we recorded, just to kind of, like, get a feel. Yeah. Now, Blade Runner, which I should have seen, I haven't. Blade Runner 2049. 2049, right. Right. Uh, executive producer Ridley Scott on that. I mean, that's that's pretty cool. That yeah. combo. Yeah, so I've seen Sicario and the new Blade Runner. Um, okay. So, yeah, I really like him. He's great. Okay, here. Uh, I found this this interview with him uh-huh. on uh, New York Times when I was looking around. Okay. And uh, he pronounces his name, okay? And great. I thought that could be helpful. It will, go. yeah. My name is Denis Villeneuve, and I'm the director of Arrival. Denis Villeneuve. The Denis Villeneuve. Oh, Neuve. Denis Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve. So it, Villeneuve. Because I heard a lot of people say Denis Villeneuve. Oh, really? But he Without puts the, the v, v on it. Oh, yeah. Yep. Denis Villeneuve. I mean, that's straight from the horse's mouth, right? It's the guy. He knows how to pronounce his own last name. <laughs> right. Although, in my family, people say it totally different ways. Like, my grandma said it different. George, she said, like, Georgeson. Really? We say Georgeson. Yep. Huh. So, like, you know, Colbert, remember his, his dad told him you can say Colbert or Colbert, you choose. Wow. Well, maybe he chose, maybe Denis Villeneuve chose that. <laughs> yeah. As a coming of age thing. This is how I'm going to pronounce right. my name. Right. Well, once, you know, now that I'm a, a you know, a huge director, yeah. um, you know. Okay. Ron Tomatoes, 94%. We always put this on there. Yeah. That's, the, that's, that's great. the highest rated movie we've done so far. Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. And dude, top song right here, which also kind of goes with uh, 
the election. Adele. Yeah. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Mm -hmm. It's a good song. Super good. Remember that Love SNL it. skit? Where they're, Which one? They're all at the Thanksgiving table, like yes. arguing about the election. And the right. only thing they can agree on is, hello? Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, dude. Well, let's listen to the trailer. Okay. And then we're going to bring this movie into the courtroom. And just a heads up, dude. Mm -hmm. I, have a, I have a bomb to drop when we get to the other side of this trailer. Oh, man. I have a new pitch okay. for you about the entire podcast. <laughs> okay. Great. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. There are days that define your story beyond your life. Like the day they arrived. Signs of what might be called first contact. The objects measure at least... I'm Colonel G.T. Webber from the Intelligence. Pack your bags. You're at the top of everyone's list when it comes to translations. Priority one, what do they want? Where are they from? You'll be reporting to me, but you'll be working with him when you're in the show. That's what they're calling the UFO. Who's being carted off in the medevac? Not everyone is wired for what you're about to do. So what do they look like? You'll see soon enough. Every 18 hours. Door opens up. That's where we go in. It's time. Yeah, that just happened. What happens now? They arrive. They need to see me. Dr. Bank? Are you insane? introduction more objects have landed around the world this is one of 12 i'm never going to be able to speak their words got two days figure something out i am a human it's their language we need to make sure that they understand the difference between a weapon and a tool language is messy and sometimes one can be both are you dreaming in their language? It's possible they're prodding us to fight among ourselves. This is just a way to force us to work together for once. It's more complicated than that. How is it more complicated? Russia just executed one of their own to keep their secret. We've got 21 hours before they start global war. So how do we clarify their intentions? I go back in. Why does this feel worse? All rise. Hey, how's it going over there? I heard we're going to make first contact with some aliens. I can't wait to hear their language so that I can know the future and the past and live <laughs> non-linearly. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> oh, the bailiff's excited about non-linear <laughs> thinking and living. <laughs> I am so stoked to talk about this stuff, dude, because Aaron and I, we've talked about it all week. Yeah, we had a, oh. we had our dinner discussion last night as a family was about this movie. Uh, see, I wish that that was recorded, dude. Yeah, that's true. I would love to hear like that kind of thing. Like 
There's another podcast idea, you know, yeah. around the table. Maybe Gather. Chat around the table. What emojis could make that one? <laughs> okay. But first, listen, I have an idea. Okay. I, I had a lot of, I had a lot of epiphanies. This is usually your yep. realm, epiphanies. Yep. But. Right. After we did a few good men. Yep. I was thinking about a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Here's the first thing I was thinking. Yep. I'm not sure. I believe that A Few Good Men is a perfect movie. Whoa. And so okay. we we sold we sold this podcast and we even use the language of this is a movie we believe to be perfect and we're going to prove it to you. Right. And then Tom Cruise's dulcet tones rang through my head <laughs> at one part when he's screaming, one of the parts that he's screaming and yelling in that movie, right? Yeah, yeah. And he says, it doesn't matter what I believe. It only matters what I can prove. Yep. That when you are in the courtroom, you don't have to necessarily believe yep. what you're trying to prove. And so right. it's okay if these are just movies we love. Yep. We are taking them into the courtroom and trying to prove that they're perfect. Yeah. And so I think that's been part of what has been difficult for people to get their minds around this podcast is like, you have a list right. of 200 movies that you think are perfect, you idiots. <laughs> I had one person say like, so do you just love everything in like this derisive mm -hmm. tone to me? Right. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm a seven on the Enneagram, so I do kind of love everything. <laughs> right? Yeah. But... I get I get his point, which is like, yeah, I don't think that these 200 movies are perfect. That's right. okay. We can come into this thing loving the movie, talking through it, and uh, being the defense attorneys for this movie and trying to prove that it's perfect without yeah. being the two guys in the world that think every single freaking movie is perfect in the world. So I right. think I okay. think we should change the language a little bit to yep. we're bringing this movie into the courtroom. It's a movie that both of us love and yep. we are going to bring a couple uh, pieces of evidence in to prove that it's perfect. And then you and I don't vote until we get the results from the listener and reveal yep. those results and then each of us reveal what we think and if it's three out of three then it gets on the list that's great okay love it love it okay and so we're gonna kind of start from that foundation we love these movies there's i mean i love arrival love it i love a yep. few good men um we're gonna do our best to present proof that it is perfect yep. people yep. might not agree that's always been what we've said right and that makes right. it fun and so we're gonna reveal the results of jurassic park at the end of this podcast mm -hmm. uh who knows if either of us will say yes <laughs> or no on i wonder no dude i love i love it okay it's great great so actually now we don't have to say what we believe at the top mm -hmm. we can okay. just try to prove like a good it. lawyer like daniel caffey himself yep <laughs> I just feel like that also gives us a little bit more leeway to look at the movie with a more critical eye instead yep. of saying, well, if I say something wrong, then that goes against the premise of the podcast. Right. Right. And then it, 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 uh, 
yeah, it gives us leeway to say whatever. Um, and then it frees us up to bring in movies like that we don't feel are perfect. Maybe you know what I mean? I exactly. Like, I think the, there it are changes some... the whole dynamic of that. Yeah, there are some movies on the list where we're like, yeah, but how, that would be embarrassing. Right. But how we could that be on love that list? Right. those movies so much. Yep. I mean, I really love Rocket Man. I know there are a lot of issues. <laughs> there are more issues than non-issues with that movie. But dang, I don't right. want to not talk about it. And I think mm-hmm. it would be an extra fun little challenge to try to figure out how to prove that movie is perfect. And who knows? We could be such good lawyers. It makes yep. it on the on V'ger. We proved in a court of law that <laughs> Rocket Man is perfect. And the gavel came down. The jury came in. They're like, yep, we award Rocket Man with a place on V'ger. <laughs> okay. Arrival. Yep. So just a quick... So what it's going to be, we're going to talk through this movie. Yep. When when either of us has evidence, uh, you hear this sound. We're officially calling that chunking in. Yep. And we will present our evidence for uh, proof that this movie is perfect. Okay. So Arrival 2016, I'm sitting there in the theater, my family, mm-hmm. you're, you're by yourself. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> this is the first movie we've done though so far that we saw in the in the theaters as adults. Great call. So that's a huge like paradigm shift right there. We usually lean so heavily on nostalgia, and we'll continue yeah. to do that. There's none here, right? right? Besides the mm-hmm. fact that Jack said it was his favorite movie, so that's nostalgic for me. Um, but you know right. what I mean. It's not middle school. It's not tinged with middle school hormone. <laughs> right. That, well, that okay. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much of that in this podcast and always will be. Yeah. Um, there, dude, there's already nostalgia though for, for us. I mean, we had just had a one, we had a one year old. Oh. Um. We, you know, the year before. Yep. Or the year, you know, and a half before we had gone through a miscarriage, mm-hmm. pain, mm. um, you know, there was a lot of career stuff going on and like thinking about the future, which we still are all the time. Yeah. So for for us, we had just sold our house. Mm, right. And we're following this crazy. Yeah. Like trying. We didn't have an, another house. We were like kind of homeless. It's this crazy story. Uh-huh. If people want to hear more of it, they can listen to our other podcasts. But um, yeah. we were not wow. living in our own home. My kids were. 10 and 13 then I think that's important to know off the top actually yeah because okay let's get into the movie so it opens this movie opens yep with this kind of up style beginning right like a very gosh like within two minutes the story of Amy Adams and her daughter's entire life yep See her as a baby. Yep. See her as a fun seven-year-old, probably. Yeah. Yep. As a not fun teenager. Right. <laughs> screaming, <laughs> screaming! I hate you. Is that right? Am I remembering Some, that right? Like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then her death. Right. 
her laying in bed with her. She has no hair. Mm-hmm. Um, just gaunt. Yeah. Oh my god. The, the illness is never named. I don't think, but it it's it, it looks like leukemia to me or something, right? Some sort of cancer. Yeah, it's, it's called a rare disease, is what they said. You're right. Yep, that's true. So maybe it's not leukemia, but it's some it's some incurable disease. Yep. Her daughter dies. Yep. And that's the be- that's the opening of this movie. Right. Right. I mean this it's exactly in that sense like up. Like yeah. we just watched up for the first time as a family last night. You texted me a picture. Yeah. <laughs> and like the girls on the edge of their seats, but dude, Aaron and I water works. Like I haven't seen up in in a few years. Yeah. Um Oh, man. So exactly the same thing. I was like, <laughs> tears were flowing yeah. in, in this, in, in, the, in the theaters. And that's part of why I was like, Aaron, you, you've got to come see this. Right. It, it, it packs this emotional punch right away. You get this yep. whole story within two minutes. It's, it's really well done. Um, you, you're, you're automatically really connected to Amy Adams' character. Right. By the way, when we talk about movies... Do you, I never know whether to call the character by the character name or by the right. actor's name. I know. I've, I've listened to other movie podcasts, too, and they kind of go between there, too. See, if we say... Lu- I, I, I think it doesn't matter, dude. Okay. Say Louise. Say Amy Adams. Say whatever. Okay. I'll, I'll probably I mean, unless you want I'll probably alternate. Yeah. Totally great. <laughs> um, so, we get this flashback, in quotes. Yep. Um. And then uh, it kind of cuts right to uh, Amy Adams, who is a professor, right, at some unnamed college, unless I missed it. Yeah, I don't remember either. Okay, she's a linguist. Yep. Uh, she teaches language, and nobody's paying attention in class because aliens have arrived. Okay, so right here, dude. Yes. Um, did this remind you of anything? Okay, I, I'm now I'm trying to think of what it reminded you of. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> um, you mean in real life? Yeah, like like classes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Being I, empty. Yeah, it reminded always me of, being empty. People watching screens. It reminded me of two things. Okay. In real life, nine eleven. Okay. Yep. And Challenger explosion. Hmm. Okay. N- yeah. Not Challenger explosion as much because that was like. You were watching that in class already. Right. I know. We were watching it live. Yep. And the Challenger exploded and it was like the most devastating thing ever yep. <laughs> to happen. Yep. Remember right. like I remember. there's a teacher in there. Yeah. Right. Holy cow. Um, but yeah, 9-11 probably more is, is the more modern example of that reminded me so much of that. Yeah, I think it was the college lecture feel, right? Um, that because I remember the Obama election, mm-hmm. and and then I remember I remember the Red Sox beating the Yankees, living in New York. Okay, yeah, interesting. <laughs> and then I remember the Trump election. Okay. Um. So like where stuff just like stopped. Yes. And and so that's what. The, but the, but nine eleven was the main one though. Like, there's five people in class. Like. I remember Aaron said, 
um, she went to this lecture and they had the NPR on, you know, all the time and mm-hmm. then they would turn it off and start the lecture. Yeah. And, and you know, something like a plane is at the tower and they turn it off and then they went through the entire lecture. Like, yeah. Not knowing. I, I love, I love that moment when the student asks Amy Adams, mm-hmm. can you turn on yeah. the news? Yeah. And she doesn't even hesitate. Like, it feels like right. she's used to that. Like, mm. um, the class is obviously emptied out. She's noticing that as she's starting to teach. And then one of her students right. says, can you turn on the news? She turns around and turns on the TV without even asking or without even right. saying, we don't do that in class. It's just part yeah. of the, it's part of the culture now. Like, oh crap, something has happened and it's worth yeah. putting on the right. news so that we can see. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Um. So there's all this news footage there's these i don't know what shape they are the spaceships what would, what shape would I, you say these spaceships i, I are? heard i heard people say it was like like a seashell okay because it's kind of like convex on the outside and concave on the other side right um dude i love the design of these me too like totally original yeah. um you know like and i love the idea that they're straight up and down the, you know the, right they're they're tall instead of long is that what you mean i don't know if i'm explaining yeah, yeah. that right no you're, you're exactly right so like independence day yep you know big circle mm-hmm. ship yep. but it's disc you know it's pair disc yeah par- yeah like a big frisbee yeah parallel to the ground okay right and that's kind of the classic spaceship mm-hmm. position right yeah i just i i love the design of it yeah. I love the look of it. I love mm-hmm. the sound of it. Right. Um, yeah. And then just this whole idea that the earth is standing still just looking at at this. They're, they're not doing anything. They're just sitting right. there. Right. Uh, and there's 12 of them. Yeah, there's 12 of them. Yep. Right. And they're it, it apparently like randomly placed. So they're not right. over New York and uh-huh. L.A. and Paris <laughs> and <Right>. Moscow <laughs> like every other movie. Yeah, that's an, another amazing thing that I love about that. Right. You know, it's just in the middle of a field. What is that, Montana? Mm-hmm. Montana is where they end up going, right? But isn't there one like in the middle of the ocean? Yeah, yeah. Which, of course, it would be like that it's if so they were awesome. randomized. Yeah. Uh huh. It it's mostly ocean. Right now, like, how would these this this you know alien race? I guess they could probably calculate how many people are there, but it's like, mm-hmm. how did they know? Yeah. These exact coordinates, like the White House. How would they know that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Just always, always above the White right. House. <laughs> so here, I love that. It's just like um, cities that you can't even uh, identify if it's right. a city that it's over. Yep. Um, yeah. And immediately that makes it feel like this is a different thing that we're dealing with. A different kind of movie yep. and a different kind of the stakes are different. So awesome, dude. Yep. Um, so the army comes and gets Amy Adams. Right. Forrest Whitaker and friends. With the weirdest accent, dude. What is this accent? Like, okay, so apparently it's supposed to be like New England. Uh, Like Boston-ish. Okay, so Forrest Whitaker and friends come get her. They fly her to the base in this helicopter scene that is very Jurassic Park, I thought. Mm Mm-hmm. Da 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 She meets a handsome scientist. 
right. Yeah, kind of a little, um, little Goldblumish, actually. Totally. Yeah. Yep. Right there. I, I'm not sure about Jeremy Renner's casting in this. Okay. Too much of a hunk. Too much. See, I I thought he was great, man. I okay. loved him. All right. I loved him. But but no scientists look like these people. Come on. <laughs> that is so true. Like, anytime we've said this on the Gomers before, you get on a plane. Uh-huh. Imagine that that is the cast of the real Lost. <laughs> you know, like. That is amazing. <laughs> like, nobody looks like anybody from Lost. No. If right? there were a person that looked like Evangeline Lilly on your plane. <laughs> <laughs> no, everybody would be like craning their necks to see who is that right. woman. Oh yeah, I know. Right. Yeah, so if you have Amy Adams, the most beautiful person in the world, right, sitting across in a helicopter from Hawkeye from the Marvel movies, it's like, what is this helicopter? It's amazing. Totally, dude. Yeah. Can I just say real quick? Yes. The idea of a linguist as protagonist hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, like, uh, we're going to get there soon. I've got my chunk yeah. chunk ready. Okay, great. It's it's just like, it's one of those things where the entire world, this happens on Star Trek all the time. Yeah. Somehow the galaxy uh-huh. is is like going to def- gonna be defined by the actions of like these couple people. Right. I mean, it's, it's very Jurassic Park again, right? Like. The world yep. rests on a chaotician right. and a paleobotanist. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, yep. We're we're never gonna be that important, dude. But I think we need to realize that. Maybe That's the fine. pod I don't know. <laughs> this <laughs> podcast? Is was that what you were just gonna say? <laughs> Maybe the pod like the the Bill and Ted's, you know, gonna change the future of the world idea. You're right. You're right. That could happen. I agree. You two playing in the background. Okay, so they go to Montana. Yep. And here's the part where uh, I was we were, we rewatched this again last weekend, and I said out loud, "I would be so excited hmm. to be there. Like hmm. I would be jumping out of my skin excited to be at this right. base that's." you know, 300 yards away from a spaceship about to go inside. Right. So your your emotion would be just pure excitement. I don't think I would even be scared. Hmm. I don't know. So it's, I guess, you know, it's the kind of thing, if this is going to go down bad, mm-hmm. like at least you were super close to it. So I guess you don't have to be scared. You get to be in this tiny club of yep. people that have actually had contact Right. With extraterrestrials. Mm-hmm. And, totally. and, and, and yeah. you're a language teacher. Right. Man, so Yesterday lucky. you were teaching German. No, she doesn't do that. But <laughs> like, I don't know. My nom is Anthony. Um, <laughs> now you're then, talking to aliens. <laughs> right. Then you're in a ship where gravity doesn't work. Right. Right. <laughs> or they have some sort of weird control of it. And so they mm-hmm. do end up going into the ship, right? Yep. She... Mm-hmm. Um, her handsome scientist friend, mm-hmm. Jeremy Renner. It uh, is is Force Whitaker in the ship at this point? I don't know, but there's other dudes. Yep, there's like military backup security right. dudes. Um, dude, you for, you skipped the part where 
the doctor with the worst bedside manner ever just like <laughs> shoots him up with like every possible vaccination known to man and then they're like just walk it off <laughs> like that one thing alone would probably disable both of us right i know my arms hurt so bad <laughs> like when you get a shot in your arm <laughs> yeah for two days i'm like miserable i'm like i can't go on the spaceship now <laughs> my upper arm aches <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay. So they get their shots. They go up into the ship. It's slow. Mm-hmm. This whole scene is just slow. And yep, this, but not yeah. in a bad way. I don't think. Nope. Totally. This this right here though is part of what makes it kind of like the art house. Um, two hundred million dollar. Yeah. Which is still unbelievable. You know, versus like this scene would never happen. No. In a Star Wars. Uh, in you know, in a blockbuster. Right. Yeah. There's no it's time. You've got to. You've got to get to the laser guns and. Right. Right. People running around screaming. But this is yep. they. They got up there, into the ship. The gravity shifts so that they're now walking straight up on the wall. So cool. Uh, which is disorienting and great. Yep. And you see them walk all the way up. Yep. Then they get into this big room. And they meet our best friends, <laughs> the heptapods. Is that what they call them? Heptapods, right? Heptapods, yep. Abbott and Costello. Mm-hmm. Right. Seven legs. Yep. And uh, they don't speak. They just kind of make these groaning noises. Right. And uh, the first visit does not go over, go very well. Amy Adams is kind of dizzy and looks like she's going to throw up the whole time. Well, she had those shots. <laughs> right. I mean, in all fairness, she did have those shots. <laughs> <laughs> they never show them eat either. Right. Yeah, you can't go into a spaceship after having those shots and not eating. Right. Like, do they bring some cliff bars in there or something like that? <laughs> right. Maybe. They do bring yeah. a little bird in there. Yes. Okay. I loved that super like lo-fi, yep. low-tech mm-hmm. canary in a coal mine. Yes. Um, not genius. Yeah. Love that. Okay. So that yep. visit doesn't go very well. Besides, they kind of see uh, the aliens, and it's amazing. But they try yep. to communicate through their suits by talking, and nothing kind of comes of it. Um, right. Okay. That's kind of act one, the intro to them and the aliens and everything like that. Totally. Okay. Here, let me, before you chunk in, because I see your phone. Oh, man. Um, that's, the, that's the curse of seeing oh, each other. You're not going to oh, be surprised when I chunk in. Shoot. Okay. <laughs> no, I was just going to say um, Denis Villeneuve uh-huh. um, said that he spent the bulk of the, um, like the artistic, you know, production budget on this set. Oh, interesting. Uh, because he wanted it to be like, it's totally built. It's totally like all real right there. It's just a big practical cavernous yep. room of like black charcoal mm-hmm. something. Yeah. And then this like so that you could approach, mm-hmm. you know, like like the scale, you could approach it and it would just be like you would the, the people just look tiny. Wow. Um, I just that's so cool. Dude. Yeah. It's an amazing visual. 
And you just want to go back into that room. Right. Okay. I am going to chunk in. So my first piece of evidence for why this movie is perfect is the whiteboard. Mm. So they can't figure out how to communicate with these things. And then on the, the second visit in, she sees up above her a whiteboard. Yep. And all of a sudden, everything becomes clear. I'm going to try to write to them. You know, she's a linguist. Yeah. And so yep. she knows that there are different ways of communicating. Yeah. And so she brings this whiteboard in. She writes human, I think, and then her name also later. And then yep. they begin to understand that they're only going to be able to communicate through written language. And their written language is these crazy circular non-linear coffee stain yep <laughs> things where when you see it at first you're like there's no way this is going to work mm-hmm. because and then she does another whiteboard thing later which i love which is she takes apart that sentence yes what is your purpose okay this is where you want to get to right that is the question okay so first we need to make sure that they understand what a question is the nature of a request for information along with the response. Then we need to clarify the difference between a specific you and a collective you because we don't want to know why Joe Alien is here. We want to know why they all landed. And purpose requires an understanding of intent. We need to find out, do they make conscious choices or is their motivation so instinctive that they don't understand a why question at all? And, and biggest of all, we need to have enough vocabulary with them that we understand their answer. Yeah. And she does this two minute, maybe shorter than that, language lesson to Forrest Whitaker, who is a dummy. In this movie, don't you think? <laughs> Not only is his accent bad, he's always like, go in there and try to find us. I don't understand. And she's always like, okay, calm down. They don't even know what a question mark is. Right. We first need to define that we're asking a question, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then they don't know. We don't know whether they pluralize you or not. Uh-huh. So they should have just said y'all. What's y'all's purpose? <laughs> no, that wouldn't work. Force Whitaker's from the East Coast. He doesn't use y'all. That's right. What What are all y'all doing here? <laughs> That's the sentence they end up asking. What are all y'all doing here? Great idea. But th- there's th- this thing that you're talking about, which is she's a linguist. And so she leans completely into her giftings. Mm, yeah. To solve this problem. Sometimes she yep. needs a whiteboard. Yeah. And I would say that whiteboard scene is as thrilling as anything else in the movie to me. So good. Where I'm like, oh, now she's yeah. going to explain syntax. I cannot wait. Yeah. Th- this is like so, <laughs> this is like scintillating and tantalizing to language nerds everywhere. A linguist being a hero using a whiteboard. Yeah. <laughs> it's just amazing to me. I love it. This is, uh, the pen is mightier than the sword, dude. Yep. Right, the straight pen out is of uh, my than the sword. Indiana yeah. Jones in the Last Crusade, he was right on. Yep, <laughs> he squirts that ink into that that Nazi's eye. Uh-huh. And wins the you day. See, you see the pen. <laughs> you see. <laughs> so this is where it reminded me of Star Trek Four. Real Ooh. quick, just mm-hmm. another big black ship. 
that yep. look kind of like a. I always thought it kind of looked like some sort of sausage or like bratwurst. A cigar. Um, I always thought a, it looked like a cigar. Yep. Yeah, that probe. Um, yep, with that little earth thing on the bottom of it. That. Yep. Um, the whole point of that was that they were looking to communicate, not even with humans, but with whales, right? So they were trying to figure out, like, how do we, eat, like, what even is the sound that they're producing? Yeah. Um, so, but this goes further in, like, we're not even yep. going to try to use sound. Yeah. The, the other thing that I love about this movie is that, no, that's not complete. I was going to say that they're not under threat in this movie, but lots of the world thinks they are uh-huh. under threat in Arrival. Yeah. And so even the army is trying to figure out. We need you to, we need you to communicate with this alien race, so we know they're not going to kill us. Right, right. And then, and that's when, the fear. Yeah, yeah. They say the actual word "weapon," mm-hmm. and they're like, "Uh oh!" Like that was uh, a real trigger. Sorry, that was right. kind of a pun there. Um, yeah, so what happens here in this kind of center section of the movie is they actually figure out how to read these coffee stains. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, There's this kind of cool training montage sort of thing with yep. uh, Jeremy Renner's voice narrating yep. the fact that they're learning this language. How do they communicate? Here, Louise is putting us all to shame. The first breakthrough was to discover that there's no correlation between what a heptapod says and what a heptapod writes. Amy Adams is really rising as kind of the only person that knows what she's doing, not only in Montana, but like in the whole world. Yeah, <laughs> another one of those things. Thing. <laughs> the entire world yeah. is in is like his fate is in the hands of one person. Aren't there more linguists around? I mean, she's there, unbelievable. There are a couple there are a couple times where she where he says maybe and we owe this one to our friends in something yes in like new zealand or or something like that yep. um, where they figured this piece out which i also love she's not the only one you're right i should you're i need right. to back off that a little bit there is kind of in this uh narration a lot of like we're working together on this until mm-hmm. china gives kind of this ultimatum right if we don't figure out what this is we're going to we're going to attack. And so then there's this desperation. You need to go in now that we know a little bit of the language. You need to go in and find out what they want. And so they do. And the translation that uh, Amy Adams comes up with with for their answer of what your purpose here on this earth is, is offer weapon. Right. And then everybody freaks out. Mm-hmm. Now, she she's trying to convince them we don't know what that means right we don't this language stuff yeah so we don't know what the what the word weapon means doesn't it right it ends up meaning tool right and and that's what she's saying we don't know if they are using we don't know how they're using that word so i mean even i just i love this movie dude. (laughs) like so one thing that we when we went to thailand with our family we got exposed a little bit to a tonal language, mm, which right. which is like um, Mandarin is like this too. So mm-hmm. you can say ma, and that means one thing. You can say ma, yep. you can say ma. There's mm-hmm. five tones. 
So and they don't, they don't just mean different versions of that word. They mean completely different yeah. th- concepts. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so uh, what Amy Adams is saying is like, we don't know what they, how they're defining that word. We are translating. Dang. Yeah. And again, she's the only level-headed one, which is amazing because also these flashbacks are increasing and she's having a lot of kind of mental <laughs> blocks happening because she keeps seeing her daughter right. clearer and clearer in these and flashbacks. She's getting totally exhausted, totally drained. Um, yep. This is the point where she starts she she starts to like think in their language, mm-hmm. right? She starts yeah. to, and then they, they say that amazing thing where she's he asks her, "Are you dreaming?" Yeah, in this in this language. Now that okay. I don't quite under I don't quite get this. Yeah. Because the only things that they ever really say are like <laughs> and it's like right tick tick tick, you know. So like Yeah. I don't exactly know what she like this is one of those high concept things that I'm still thinking about about this. Like what is she actually dreaming? Like are those um you know those premonitions? Yep. Are those part of the language, you know? She says at one point, which is amazing to me, the language that we're trying to read is different than our language because the writing doesn't represent sounds like mm. our alphabet. Mm-hmm. It, re- it represents concepts or ideas. Mm. And so yep. I think what she is doing in those flashbacks is dreaming in their language. Incredible. So dreaming in like concepts, yep. in ideas. And ideas. Um, mm-hmm. Oh man, it's so cool. Like, so our language is is phonetic, the way it's yep. written out. Right. Um, I thought it was super interesting how they said that the the Chinese were trying to communicate them using mahjong, right? Like using a game. Incredible. So cool. I love that. I would love <laughs> an arrival from the Chinese perspective. Yes. Where we see that we see them playing mahjong with. Oh my gosh! I just got goosebumps. I I want to see that movie. Cutscene. That's amazing. Yep. yep. So that's where we got into this whole idea of when you're playing a game. So she said, if we were teaching them chess, mm-hmm. then the, it's basically a strategy game to conquer. Right. And so it's there's there's a winner and a loser. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, which got into that whole the the non-zero sum game. Yep. Um, which we even talked about on the Gomers. Like, why is <laughs> is it so ingrained in our culture? Uh-huh. Yeah. Or in humanity, I guess, that like right. there has to be a winner and a loser. Yeah. And if you, know? you get something good, that mm-hmm. means I get less of that good thing. Right. There's only so much to go around. Yep. And so if you succeed, I feel bad because... Mm. I didn't succeed. Right. And so that's unfair. Mm-hmm. Or or you've taken my success from me. Right. And th- there's no concept of this in in this new race that they've met. Right. But because it, they're so ingrained in it and they're playing games with it where there's a winner and a loser. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's fear there then. So they're coming they're like who's going to win out of this? You guys or us? We're we're like muscling up. Yep. So that we don't lose. Um, yeah, totally. So 
some people freak out about that, including these two kind of like army dudes. Yep. Bring a bomb in. Sort of conspiracy theorist dudes watching talk radio and stuff. Right. Exactly. They bring yep. a bomb in and they blow, they explode it mm. inside the ship. Here's where it's either a plot hole or an incredible sacrifice. Okay. Right. Is yeah. if they know the future. Mm-hmm. So Abbott. Yeah. Takes it, takes one, yep. you know, sacrifices himself yeah. for for the good of, for for this whole thing working, right? right. Yep. Hmm. I know, that's or amazing. It's just a, or it's just a plot hole. Like, why didn't they see that and then block it? it, it it's hard with these time travel, time bending movies, right? <laughs> to, to know, because yep. there are so many plot holes, but because the movie's so well crafted, it's forgivable. Well, okay, so that's where I think it was a sacrifice. Yeah, me too. I agree. I had thought about that. You're right. He sacrificed him. Like, he went there knowing that that's what was going to happen, and it was worth it. Yep. Yeah. It's One great. of the saddest scenes ever, dude. Abbott is death process. <laughs> oh, I know. That man. sucks. Is death process. Yeah. So, she they send this little probe down to her. Yep. Because they pull away after the explosion. They pull up, like... Right. Um, looks like maybe a half mile into the sky. Yeah. Um, but then they send this little Amy probe down <laughs> to get her. <laughs> Just she fits in. She's taken up, and she has this conversation with Costello. Mm-hmm. And that's where uh, everything is kind of explained, and the twist is revealed. Yes. Okay. Because she's like. Okay, I've been having these dreams. Yep. These thoughts, the you know, that keep coming into my head. Who is this girl? I don't I don't understand. Who is this child? Right, right? Because we we went into this movie thinking, man, this like when you saw her as a professor, mm-hmm. you're like, man, she is grieving yeah. the loss of her daughter. Yep. Um this is this is a person that has deep pain. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Is is what you think the first half of the movie. She has deep this is what I love about it. She is deeply pained, but we don't know why. Like she has mm. the conversation at her beginning with her mom and this is like now all these things are coming at you like at the end of wow. sixth sense like remembering and she says, right. "Yeah, you know how I am. I'm I'm just regular." Uh, you know right. how it is. Totally. Um, and but then you realize in this room that the heptopods have been giving her these visions of the future. She does not have that daughter yet. Hmm. She doesn't Incredible. know who it is. Incredible. And that's reveal, why she's dude. so upset. Um, part, I mean, she, she doesn't know what these dreams are where we think right. the whole movie, she's upset because she's mourning the loss of her daughter. She has not met this girl yet. Right. Dang dude. That's so good. Hey, you know, Okay. I got to chunk in. Okay. I don't know when the heck I'm going to chunk in here because okay. like. <laughs> you better do it then. <laughs> okay. Because we're like, I could have chunked in. Okay, here we go. Mm. All right, dude. So my exhibit B. Yeah. Which I could have shared like 30 minutes ago. It's fine. Okay, yeah. Is just the sound world that was created mm. for this movie. Yeah. So. Amazing. Okay. We're we're messing a little bit with perfect movie. What it means? I'm, I made a little a little breakdown of what okay. makes a perfect movie to me. Uh huh. Number one, 
How does it sound? Wow. Okay. Number two, how does it look? Uh-huh. And then they're both go into how does it make me feel? Dang, dude. You're, you're okay. so like, <laughs> you're such a feeler. <laughs> like, it's all like, um, how does it affect me viscerally? Right. How's totally. it sound? How's it look? And how does it feel? Yep. Wow. Um, yeah. And uh, and then I put in uh, in parentheses, nostalgia can supersede all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that is um, always there. Yeah. Okay. So we, we don't have a ton of time, but basically the world that, 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 that they created, this is the Academy Award winning sound uh, editing or sound. Sound design. Whatever like it was. You said. Yeah. Yeah. Sound design. Um, incredible. Sound editing. You're totally. Right. Like that's one of the things that's fun about like Mandalorian mm-hmm. is like the sound of it is you're in the Star Wars world immediately. Yeah. You know, like the Love droids, it. the creatures, the clicks, the sound and clacks, of a door. The beeps and yeah. boops. Yep. Totally. You're in the sound world of Star Wars, which is what makes that and Star Trek so cool. Yeah. Is like you're not recreating or reinventing. Just the the way you know. a door opening always sounds. In Star yep. Trek, it always sounds that way. So, or like beaming, like mm-hmm. so awesome. Yeah. So, sound design on this totally original. Yep. Um, just very atmospheric. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, dude, just two quick notes about the music. Okay? Yeah. Johan Johansson. Sound world. Johan Johansson, who, um, okay, this was super sad. I read that he died in 2018. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I was looking him up. Yeah. And on IMDb, it said to 2018. Oh, no. Uh, I like, didn't know that. Yeah. So it sucks. I think this would have been Denis Villeneuve's, like, John Williams. Yeah. But anyways, he does a beautiful job on this score. Totally original. Yep. Um, I just wanted to play on my phone. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, okay. So so he uses, um, like, basically, he recorded sounds of pianos. Right. And other instruments and just like played them at different speeds on this old analog tape. Okay. So this. Like this, this is the sound world right here. Yeah. Like that you're entering it. Um, Then it's got just kind of like sampled voices and then just different pieces of wood. Okay. Like it's very natural, very (laughs) organic. Well, that's what he said. Yeah. It's like, um, so here, hitting here's pieces of, of wood with mallets, right? Yep. Like thinking about language uh-huh. using voice, but there's no words. Yeah. And all analog. Like you actually think it's like, is it just like, is this synth? It's not synth. It's just like actual voices, actual instruments, actual wood. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sample digitally but it's all mm-hmm. recorded it with like practically it's amazing just the world that he creates in this um is okay this is cheesy otherworldly yeah. <laughs> you're right but dude i just so music is like a language yep. in this yes you know what i mean um and and then the the other main thing that people need to listen to a million times in a row is the what's that piece called? No daylight or oh, on the nature mm-hmm. of yep. daylight. Max Richter. Um, yep. So and he did the score to add Astra. Oh, I see. 
So now I really want to see Max that. Richter is a big like um, study music for me or when I'm writing talks, um, mm. like background music. Incredible. Yeah. Kind of like a minimalist yep. composer. Um, yeah. So I don't, maybe he'll end up doing stuff with Denis. Yeah. Now that um, yeah, could be. I don't know. So, yeah, just the musical world and the sound world that they create. It's created. amazing. Love yeah. It. So good. So, and it fits really well kind of in this scene between Amy Adams and uh, the heptapod because that scene is so atmospheric. Right. It's foggy. Um, all these things uh-huh. are being revealed, which is uh, the tool that we're giving you is being able to think and even remember non-linearly. Yeah. And so we are actually giving you our language, which enables you to see beyond yourself and even see beyond time. Yeah. Because mm. we're going to need you in 3,000 years. And so we're giving you this tool. Right. Now, what does that mean? I, they see far into the future. Incredibly, we still exist. Which is kind of makes this right. movie optimistic yeah. more than any movie out there. That's totally right <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah. Um, and they are going to need our help. And so they are offering this to us. This is my read on it. They're offering this to us now so that we can exist until then. Mm. So they can come back and get wow. our help. Star Trek Four style. Yeah. So are the people still here? Are the whales still here? Yep. <laughs> right. They are. Okay, great. We didn't have to go back to 1984 and find a humpback whale in uh, right by San Francisco. Right. Um, it, it just, I need to watch it again, I feel like, to really understand what's going on here. But that's my initial read on it. Um, yeah. So the symptom of that in her life is seeing into the future, into, into this kind of birth and death of her daughter. And this is their yeah. gift. Um, now, mm-hmm. the way she needs to use it right away is she needs to call China. <laughs> yep. She needs to see into the future <laughs> to get a phone number to call China right. and tell him, mm-hmm. tell uh, this guy. Uh, I can't actually remember what his role is, but I think he's a ambassador or a military. He's a general. He's a general, right. Yeah. Um, Sima is the the actor who was in another perfect movie I saw this summer. Can't wait to talk about it. The farewell. Ooh. So good. Um, she tells him his wife's dying words right. <laughs> <laughs> so that he won't attack the ships mm-hmm. and destroy the world. Basically. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so literally the world really is in her hands at that moment. Yes, because they could screw everything up. Yep. As far as the aliens keeping them alive and then them helping the aliens again in 3,000 years. Yeah. It all rests on this phone call. Yep. At this point, I am getting just so worked up about this movie and how good it is. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what I, I want to make a phone call. Yeah. <laughs> and change the world someday. Right. So basically, it's just amazing. Right here, it's like the power mm-hmm. of communication. Like you're, yep. 
your words have the ability mm -hmm. to bring life or death. Yep. Right? Like the way we communicate with each other is not yeah. just um is it, it you know, it's it's not just inconsequential. It's right. like life and death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dang. It's so good. Mm -hmm. So it works. They don't attack. Um, then they're just sitting there looking at the field in Montana. Yep. And the final bomb is dropped, mm. which is um, she and handsome scientist boy yep. are falling in love. She's realizing we're going to have this kid together. Mm. Um. <laughs> she is making this choice at this point yep. whether to whether or not to pursue this relationship so that she can have this kid even though she knows this kid is going to die mm. yeah she makes that choice and fades to white you see the title of the movie which you haven't seen yet mm. they like even reverse that in the movie yeah and then the credits roll. Um, and then um, my my final piece of evidence is the vial of tears that I collect Snape style. <laughs> As I cry through the whole credits. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I feel like because all of a sudden I'm, I'm having this. Um, I don't know. <laughs> crisis of faith or <laughs> like. Um, so, something that hit me this time is this moment where she flashes forward to this argument that she and her daughter are having mm -hmm. because she's not paying attention to her. Right. When she's asking her for help with her homework, even though she knows she only has several years with this girl, she knows that she's seen right. that. Right. And she's still short with her. Yep. She still says, call your dad. I don't know. All right. <laughs> and I was just like, I only have two years left with Noah. Yeah. goes to college in two years. Yeah. Right. Um, and still, I'm not who I want to be. Mm. <laughs> um, and I know, I know that that time is coming to a close and I'm still not the dad I want to be. And I just felt like Amy Adams, like you can know what's coming and still not be yeah. perfect. Yeah. Um, and it just was like, she still makes this choice to have this daughter, even though she only know she knows she only has a little time, which we all do as parents. Right. right. But it's worth it for her to make that decision. And I'm just crying like I am right now yeah. through the whole end of the movie. And it just, is perfect to me in that moment. Mm. Dude. Okay. I'm going to chunk in here. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yep. And I just wrote, haven't period stopped period thinking about it. Period. Okay. So in my thing in about a perfect movie, how does it sound? How does it look? How does it make me feel? Yeah. I haven't stopped thinking about this since I saw this for the first time. Yep. Had to go get Aaron and bring her to this movie immediately so that we could like relate yeah. about this <laughs> and talk about this. Yeah. Right. Um, uh huh. You know. Okay. 
one of the producers on this movie, Sean Levy. Yep. Um, who directed a Gomer fan favorite, a Gomer family, Gomer one family favorite, uh, cheaper by the dozen. Okay. He asked this question. Okay. Do you choose love? Even if it results mm-hmm. in loss, is it still yeah. worth it? Like that's what this movie is about. And she kind of makes this speech about it at the end, right? Like this, I embrace it. Mm. Despite knowing the journey and where it leads. I embrace it. And I welcome every moment of it. (gasps) It is so good. And you're right. It, it's it's one of these movies that actually changes the way you think. Yes. Okay. So the way you feel. We were at a really like tough time. You were too mm-hmm. when yep. this came out, and the fact that this came out right then uh, is crazy. Is crazy. Okay. So I think about time as being linear until mm-hmm. I saw this. Um, <laughs> And, dude, this is actually throwing me for a loop as far as what I think about time. Um, okay. Like, okay, depression and anxiety are, like, huge in our in our world, right? Yep. And yeah. definitely in me. Mm-hmm. And with that, you're basically living in the past or the future. Okay. Like, that, yeah. that's what that is, is you're, you're fearful of what might happen. Or uh-huh. guilty or shameful about what did happen. Yeah. But then there, but on, on the, but then there's the beauty, the positive. Okay. You remember mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. beautiful stuff that has happened. Like the montage, dude. If you just think about the yeah. montage, like, dude, if you listen to that cello piece, the daylight mm-hmm. and have a conversation with Jessica or look <laughs> at pictures of your kids, <laughs> I don't know if I can handle it. I know. Like Aaron and I had this like conversation where we listened to this piece three times in a row on Sunday morning. And I was like, yeah, just like, yeah, the vial of tears. Right. And so like, I don't, I, dude, I don't think that it's just like always now it's like our minds are constantly dreaming about the future, dreaming or dreading. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And remembering with fondness and with sadness. Yeah, the past, uh, and which which also can then lead you to being more present in the present. I agree. You know, like enjoy those moments, enjoy yep. these next two years, man. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm determined to savor. Mm. That's great. The time that I have. Yeah. Right. And even though, you know, when Jack was seven, he was that picture of a kid with the raincoat on splashing through puddles, wanted to be with me all the time, wanted to do stuff with me all the time. Now he's 13 (laughs) and watching this movie is very different. Uh huh. Um, yeah. When you have a teenager, there's a lot more moments that are, um, not as great. Right. (laughs) Not as fun and not as pure. Um, but I can savor those two and I can look forward to the future yeah. Um, with realism and with hope. And it takes a pretty great movie. Yeah. To do that. Yeah. In you. Yeah. <laughs> you <know? laughs> 
This is not Uncle Buck. Right. (laughs) This is something different. This is different level. Yep. Yeah. I I haven't stopped thinking about it. Yeah. Like when when a movie can affect your daily life. Mm -hmm. I'd say that makes it pretty dang perfect, dude. Me too. And so now it's in the hands of our listener. Hmm. Um, Anthony, I have not decided yet. We obviously love this movie. Um, but uh, in two weeks, we will uh, officially vote whether we whether or not we think this movie is perfect. And you have until then to do so also. You can go to our website, perfectmoviepodcast.com, and click on the vote link on the top there. Make sure you're following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram because we post polls there also. And then we will come back in a couple weeks and tell you whether or not this gets on the list of perfect movies. Now, Hmm. we're going to head right over and hear the results of our first movie, Jurassic Park. Yep. Whether or not that gets on the list of perfect movies. Should we head over there? Let's do it. Hey, it's me, Forrest Whitaker from Arrival. I'm from the East Coast. You can tell because I pronounce it chowder. (laughs) I believe any story you tell me about kangaroos. <laughs> I hope you enjoy this edition of listener feedback, even though I probably won't understand any of it. And you'll have to write it on a whiteboard to tell me about it. I'm Forrest Whitaker from Arrival. <laughs> well, I did my best. I, di- I think I did better than Forrest Whitaker on an East Coast accent there. Here we are okay. in listener feedback. Big. It's a big deal, dude. Our first yeah. results. This is it. Episode one, Jurassic Park. We are going to find out if it goes on the list, on the flash drive, into the probe, up into space (laughs) for the aliens to watch. MP4 and all. Hopefully they include QuickTime. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) We don't want them to watch it on VLC. Right. A big, it just has a big blue like space bar with an arrow on it, like tap here. (laughs) (laughs) yep okay so the way this is gonna work from now on each anthony and i each get a vote whether we think jurassic park is a movie and then we are going to tell you the results of listeners let's do the listeners first okay okay we got over 150 votes on instagram facebook and our website perfectmoviepodcast.com blowout (laughs) How's the Electoral College on this one? 91% say yes. Yes. All right. So uh, they they say yes. Now, I don't think this is going to always be the case because a few good men votes are coming in and they are not lining up so cleanly. Mm. Hmm. I think that's good news. Yep. I love that. Okay. So uh, that's a yes from the listeners. Um, Right. I'm going to go ahead and give it a yes. Okay. I 100%. Yes, Jurassic Park Hooray! is a perfect movie. Yeah. <laughs> what a relief. What if it hadn't been, dude? I would have been like, I don't know if this podcast is going to work. Yeah, we're, we're not proving what we believe. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, okay, so that goes on the list. Um, we have not actually decided how many are going to go on this list. Right. Ten? Ooh, well, let's see like how this goes for okay. a while. Yeah, you're let's see right. how this goes. Uh, it sounds like a few good men might not make it. I know. 
Um, Might not make the cut. Yeah. Maybe it's because the episode was too long. <laughs> well, then people are going to have a real problem putting any of these on the list. <laughs> We're screwed. Um, okay. I, I mean, yeah, we're we're figuring this out. I think we made good strides today on this episode, figuring yep. out what the heck Super this good. podcast is. Uh, so yep. this feels good. Our first perfect movie, Jurassic Park. Congratulations, Ian Malcolm and the gang. Yes. Unbutton your shirt. Lay on a table in celebration <laughs> of Jurassic Park being a perfect movie. Dude, he can enjoy that while he's celebrating his new show, which we did watch yes. on Disney+. Plus. That's pretty fun, huh? Mm-hmm. What Sneakers, a weirdo. Super fun. Yeah. So weird. Dude, when he was running, like, that's that's not a... You're not running. That's bopping. <laughs> that was so... Um, actually, real, let's do some real quick listener feedback. I know we're going long, but we okay. did have some feedback... Um, on Facebook, we had a listener, uh, Francine, she asked, uh, should I get Disney plus mm. for okay. perfect movie reasons? Ah, what okay. do you, so what do you think about that? Okay. Um, well, Disney plus is a game changer. Um, yep. it's, I, I mean, we were texting so much this week. Like, could you imagine if you told like eight year old us <laughs> that all the Star Wars movies were gonna be in your pocket. Yeah. You know, also Flight of the Navigator, Rocketeer, uh, <laughs> Three Men like, and a Baby, Home Alone uh, One uh, and Two. <laughs> uh yeah. I mean yeah, all of Netflix, all of Hulu Plus, all of you know yeah. Amazon Prime. But just specifically with Disney Plus. No, I all those that I named are on Disney Plus. Really? Home Alone 1 and 2? Yeah. Yes. Dude, I'm telling you, the more we like scroll through this thing, it's stuff like that. Yep. You got to we just got to keep texting each other cuz what cuz like rookie of the year, I think and the rookie. <laughs> the, the bifecta, <laughs> rookie of the year and the rookie. <laughs> Amazing. Um well, so in there we've got me as a kid. Yeah. And then Tampa Bay Rays. So there's two. Uh, right, because your your doppelganger notes. is that kid from Rookie of the Year. Yeah, totally. My my, you know, twelve year old doppelganger. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. So we were scrolling last night, and there are a lot of movies on Disney Plus. I mean, you've got all yep. of Pixar on there. Yes. Okay, we skipped that. All of Marvel. Yep. Pixar shorts. All the Pixar documentaries. Shorts. Yep. Um, and, and I would say that if you are a Gomer fan, Gomer adjacent, you should get Disney plus or share passwords. I read Disney has no problem with people doing that. What? Are you serious? Yeah. I mean, I, I just am using Alex's. <laughs> you're giving me a sign. Like you're giving me the cutthroat sign. Like stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> are you are, are you worried that people will now be calling you asking for your Disney password? Plus? No, no, just Disney Plus might be calling you. No, no, they have officially like, said they don't care. <laughs> I promise. That's awesome. Not yet, um, at least. Um, but right. you should you should get it because of the original material that's coming out Star Wars wise. Oh, 100%. Uh, but as far as our movies, mm-hmm. 
um, yeah, I don't know what percentage of of our candidates um, are going to be on perfect or are going to be on Disney Plus. Yeah, I mean, I would say scrolling last night, there's 15 to 20 yeah. movies that I just saw on initial scroll. And so, if mm. you're going to rent each of those on iTunes, what's that? Three ninety nine, four ninety nine. Um, yep. It's. I'd say it gets the Gomer approval. Yep. Disney 100%. Plus. Oh man, so good. Um, Tron, Tron Legacy, Tron Documentary, Tron Animated Series, Tron Bob. <laughs> it's, it's all, all there. there, dude. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, it's so good. A little glitchy, but they'll iron it out. It's fine. It's just like yeah. it's like perfect movie. A little glitchy, but we're figuring it out as we go. Okay, well, there's a lot of uh, ways to contact us uh, with questions, just like that Disney Plus one. You can go to our website, perfectmoviepodcast.com. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash perfectmoviepodcast. Follow us on Twitter, perfmoviepod. Instagram is a great place for communication. That's where we put a lot of our uh, polls and stuff up. That's uh, perfectmoviepodcast on Instagram. And send us an email. If you have a question or something longer to talk about, that's perfectmoviepodcast at gmail.com. And of course, if you haven't yet, right now, give us a star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. We always love that. Seriously. I think right now we're at like 80-something reviews or ratings. 87, I think I saw this 87. Morning. We got to try to get to 100 uh, this month. That would be incredible. If you... I'm going to say this this week. If you give us a rating and a review and we get to a hundred, I'm going to do a drawing mm. and uh, wow. you could win something special from the Gomers. So Ooh. write a review. We will announce the winner of the drawing and then you're going to have to somehow contact us because I don't want to contact you just from your <laughs> username on Apple Podcasts, but it'll right. be honor system and we will send you something fun. That'd be awesome. Yep. All right, dude, we got to give some thanks yep. as always, yep. seeing as Thanksgiving's coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, got to thank Jason Coy for our artwork. Incredible. Our webmaster, Adam Dilling. Thank you. Noah for great music. Thanks. Delivery Boys also. We got to thank the Delivery Boys. A, a band that both of us were in in college. Yep. That were like, where are we going to find music? Yep. Anytime you hear trumpet on this podcast, Steven Grauman, rocking it out. Anthony on the uh, that electric guitar. Sweet. Yep. Totally. Hey, check out 11 Years of the Gomers. Two Gomers run for their lives on Apple Podcasts. We suggest starting with the 10th anniversary episodes. Those are toward the top. And then go back and listen from season one. Awesome, dude. Oh, next week. We have to announce our movie Ooh. for next week. Yes. Make sure you do follow us on these social media platforms because we do have a schedule out there. But next week, very special episode, festive, the beginnings of the holiday movies mm. with one of the classics, Planes, Trains, yep. and Automobiles, recorded a long time ago before we had even the yep. little we have figured out right now figured right. out. <laughs> right. We may need to record a new intro on that one. Um, <laughs> just to say uh, what you're about to hear is not what it's become right I mean it was, it's very early we, d- we didn't know what this was yet right but it's still a really fun episode so fun alright dude well have a great time watching planes trains and automobiles 
All right. Thanks, man. You too. Happy viewing.